0: This show is all about the small steps we can take to create our best lives. We bring on experts from all areas of wellness, spirituality, mental health, career, and so much more. Thank you so much for tuning in this week for another amazing conversation. In today's episode, we're catching up with Natalie Karen holistic life coach, and our guest from episode 93 of Wellness and Wanderlust. Natalie is a trauma-informed health practitioner who helps women unlock their true potential along their path to healing. In this conversation, Natalie shares what she's been up to since our interview last year, along with the missing keys that are holding us back in different areas of our lives. We discuss how certain coping mechanisms keep us from shining our light, ways to ground in our bodies, tips for reconnecting with our minds and souls, and so much more. Natalie shares so many practical tools for us to use to really come back to ourselves. And I am such a fan of her work, so I loved being able to bring her back on the show to share her wisdom. Before we get any further into today's conversation, I would like to thank our sponsor, Energy Bits. For those of you who haven't introduced algae into your wellness routine yet, it's time to try it out. Algae is a nutrient-dense superfood and so easy to consume. Energy Bits offers 100% Spirulina and Chlorella tablets, which are naturally grown and non-GMO. I'm a huge fan of their Chlorella Recovery Bits tablets. Chlorella is an incredibly detoxifying algae that can help your body recover after a workout, improve digestion, and more. As a bonus, I found these tablets to be incredibly helpful after a night out to avoid a hangover. If you're interested in trying them out for yourself, you can visit energybits.com and use my code wellnessandwanderlust for 20% off. I'll link them in the show notes as well. We had founder Katherine Arnston on episode 19 of the show. So if you want to learn more about the benefits of algae, be sure to check out that episode. All right, my friends, now let's dive into this week's conversation. Natalie, welcome back to Wellness and Waterlust. How are you doing? I'm so good, Valerie. Thank you so much for having me again on your show. Well, I'm so excited to have you on. I really enjoyed our conversation last year. And for listeners who are tuning in for the first time or need a refresher, you were on episode 93 of the show back in July of 2022. So we're coming about full circle. Tell us what you've been up to since the last time you were on and a little about you. Yeah, a little about me. Okay,
1: let me start there because I feel like a nice little background for any new listeners and then I'll get into what I've been up to. I am a spiritual life coach, a holistic life coach and a spiritual energy specialist. So I really work with women all virtually through healing programs online that walk you through your darkness and help you reach your highest potential in every way possible. And and for some listeners, this might be new. But for some listeners, this might be really, really intriguing because I feel like this whole spirituality is extremely trendy right now. So I help in all lifetimes that they've experienced any trauma, we, we kind of deal with it through my healing programs and through the energy work that I do. I can read energy really well. Uh, it's one of my gifts that I sort of struggled with. Uh, when I was younger, because I had no idea that that's something that I was experiencing. But as I grew older, I really stepped into my power. And now I get to help women walk through their own trauma and their darkness and really find their inner voice, their inner light, and really create and magnetize the life that they truly want to live. And it's quite powerful and work. And I feel so blessed every day to be able to do it. And um, what have I been up to? This past year, I became a mom of two little boys. Uh, I was I think in our show last July, I must have been six or seven months pregnant, I was about to go on maternity leave and in a whole different headspace. But I find that Birthing a human in the, into the world also births a new version of yourself every single time. So I've made some serious revamps in my business and did some had some major healing breakthroughs myself, which I love because it really helps me. When I elev- It helps me hit my clients so much because when I elevate myself and evolve on deeper levels, all the particles in my grid field, I'm only able to house deeper sessions and deeper experiences with the women that I work with. So it's all translated through my business and through my life. So I feel super, super blessed.
0: I love that. Well, first of all, congratulations on the birth of your little one. That's it's so exciting. I remember, yeah, talking about the pregnancy when um, when you came on last year. And it's just really exciting to see how um, how you've evolved in that time as well. Because, yeah, I think that just the different roles we play in our lives, I mean, that can really shape and evolve us in new ways. And so I think motherhood, especially, I mean, that definitely takes you to a new level. So absolutely love that and love to see that that's evolved your practice as well. Yeah, it
1: has. I mean, I, a small, like a snippet into the birth, my birthing experience were two totally different polar opposite experiences with my first and my second. And my second was a really profound, I mean, they were both profound, but my first was super traumatizing. So I was going through severe postpartum depression for a long while after and kind of really had to crawl my way back to myself. I felt like I had lost something. But with my second birth, I had a VBAC Totally out of the system, birthed him in my in a in a tub in my house, in my living room, with no one around and nothing to bother me. And I mean, I had my and my support team, but I made no anything outside of that. I was such a, a tightly knit safe container that I felt like I gained so much of my empowerment back. And how that translated through my business is I really started to lean into the deep healing availability through women I feel like I co- connected to myself in such a, a more powerful way so I developed group healing programs through there because when women come together I mean I just witnessed it through the birth of, of my second born in October the most I have chills the most intensely I don't know a spiritual vocation can can be lived and experienced because as women we are really here to heal together in groups you know we are so far from our our origins of women are meant to be in community with one another communing together on a regular basis birthing their babies together in the same space and and I believe healing together in the same space so I developed my group programs based on that methodology and I feel so confident and excited to just Call in these women who are ready to work in groups, and that sounds intimidating. I know that a lot of women, when I mention that, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not sure I'm ready to be that vulnerable in a group." But I always am inviting. I'm very trauma informed, so I always invite that they can just listen in and not share too much. And some women like to share without the camera on because it will be on an online group setting. So I feel like offering that is is going to be helpful, but it's it's going to be. Freaking amazing, and I'm so excited to begin that journey in September when it launches.
0: I love that. I think that there's such a power in groups and it's something that, I mean, I certainly find the idea intimidating myself when I think about it. But at the same time, there's a lot of science behind the power of group therapy and other types of groups for whether it's accountability, healing, whatever it is. And then I think there's such a power with women specifically coming together because I mean, the feminine energy, we are so attuned to really holding space for one another, Mm -hmm. creating that safety, even, you know, this is not even on a very spiritual level, but I have a book club that meets once a month. We, some of us know each other better than others, but when we come together, we're talking about, a lot of times we start out and we have, you know, we're laughing, we're talking about the themes of the book that we're reading, but we end up getting into some pretty serious life topics sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we've had people cry in that particular group or, you know, really share some vulnerable things. And I always leave feeling so much stronger and more supported than I would think that I'd feel coming from you know, just a group where we're going to talk about a book that we read. And I really do believe that women, especially coming together in these groups, I mean, they're really, yeah, I mean, there have been women's circles throughout history and to really be bringing that back. Yeah, to me, it feels so,
1: so natural. It it just feels like this is the next step of of what I'm meant to do. And you know, it's, it's so interesting, because you, you really said full circle to a full year from the last time we spoke, and it's coming full circle in my whole experience as to what I offer because I started with sacred women's circles as my business, you know, meeting in the cities and, and me meet, meeting in the city at different locations. And I have a, a certificate for hosting sacred women's circles. So it almost feels like I'm being called back to that work. And, and there's something something waiting there for me and and every woman that joins i i know that in my in the depths of my heart and and i'm and my soul so just extremely powerful but a book club like let's just talk about that for a second That is spiritual work. Even though you're coming, anytime women commune together over a book, over a, a meal, it doesn't matter what it is, a birth of a baby or a birth of a business. I see that even in my own team who's helping me birth my business in new ways. Like when women come together, I swear the most amazing things happen and each woman feels deeply supported. And when women feel deeply supported and safe, which is the main thing that women feel when they come together, that oxytocin rises so high, we heal. And that's just, that's just what it is. And when we do it with intention behind it, by following a program, like my eight step program, I'm just, I get
0: chills thinking about it. Like I'm, I'm so, so amped up. I'm so excited. So yeah. Yeah, I, I really do love seeing women come together in these ways. And I, it really is so empowering. I always laugh. There was a program that I did a few years ago, a women's leadership program in my city. And one of the guys at work asked me, well, what about the men's leadership group? And part of me was thinking, well, they're, they're kind of all men's leadership groups in a sense, like kind of the way the, the world is built. But at the same time, I was also, you know, the the types of work, that the, the, the kinds of things that we were doing together, the projects we were taking on, and the way that the conversations went, a lot of those women also happen to work in the same field that I do. And we're part of a different group together. And we come together to talk about very practical resources. But we do get into, again, a lot of those deeper subjects, the more that we get into this work, I don't see that so much in the men's groups, not to say there isn't a place for that. But really, that we as women, The power that we have when we come together and we support one another and lean on one another.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's just a natural, to me, it's just a natural process of what's yeah. supposed to happen. Not supposed to, but what does happen. Um, and I use the word supposed to, because I really feel like we're sort of one of the missing keys of divine healing in on this planet, like to put it super bluntly and, and clearly. And that might sounds so bold to some, but that's really the level that I believe in and bring it to, because that's something I know. It doesn't matter where we go. We come together and we feel so amazing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a gift we all have.
0: Well, you know, and when you talk about that too, I think about the masculine and the feminine energy and so much of our society really pushes on the masculine, which again, we need to have that as well. We need that balance, but the, the feminine energy in the space that we hold and all of the power that we have in that is often, I think, I think it's misunderstood by a lot of society exactly how powerful it can be and what we can do and what strengths we bring to the table. But you're so right. I mean, it's something that we as women were often told to push those particular qualities down so that we can fit into the way that things had been previously molded in a workplace or in, you know, in society in general. And I think that's really where we do need a lot of that healing, you know.
1: Yeah, I I feel that. I mean, I something that I'm definitely passionate about is women's history and lineage and and everything that we and and like equality between us and and recognizing all that we are and all that we bring to the table and and the balance of divine feminine and masculine. But I really do feel like the more women come together, it's going to help support that that divine masculine because they're also deeply wounded in so many ways. And I think men now are starting to recognize that, okay, while well, women's coming together and I think, and but what about us? And I think that in their own internal space and in their own consciousness, they're starting to really look at themselves and be like, okay, like I'm missing something too. And what is that? And so I think through our rising and I see it through raising my boys that I have to protect them from so much of that noise of who they're supposed to be and how they're supposed to show up much as I would a girl if I had one and was so lucky to have one as well but yeah I feel like that divine feminine rising is really going to be something that cascades into the the ethers of this the planet's frequency and um, help support men come to consciousness of in their own way and hopefully they do support uh, find supportive Healing groups themselves, you know, just for men, and there actually are a few that I know of, and I'm happy to see that they're also although maybe it be a minority right now on the rise.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, we want to see that healing across the board. And again, with the way like, I mean, that's so much pressure that they hold on their shoulders as well.
1: Yeah, I, I do think it's changing, though. So I feel like that's just a beautiful
0: thing. Absolutely. And now something you mentioned, you you mentioned, you know, women being one of the missing keys of our healing and missing keys are a big theme of some of the work you're doing right now. I took your quiz recently mm. on the missing keys that we have in our own lives. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more about this with our listeners. What are the missing keys and how do we use them to understand ourselves better?
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this was a quiz was kind of the most digestible way to put this, but missing keys, we each have missing keys within our souls. And what this means is that there are parts of ourselves that we are lacking connection to, but desperately wanting connection to, longing connection to, and it's so hard to attain them and really reach them. And even Bring them to consciousness to know that they're there. So a lot of the work that I do is helping women find their their missing keys. Um, and the quiz that you took is a really beautiful way to help people start to connect to one. So it's based on different four different missing keys that are your heart, your soul, your mind, or your body. And the results have been really cool to see how people are reporting back and and what's what areas are are most people are are falling under like their results. So it's really cool. I'm wondering what yours was if you want to
0: share. Yeah, and it's funny. It's something that I wasn't really thinking about that much. I but I'd been feeling kind of unfulfilled lately and it made so much sense when my result came up. So, I was missing the key to an am, I should say this I took it a few days ago, um, but I'm missing the key to my body.
1: Oh gosh, yeah. How did that make you feel
0: when you received that? Were you shocked? Were you kind of like it resound with you? I was very sad, but it definitely Mm -hmm. resonated because it's been a theme throughout my life at different points. I struggle with different, you know, autoimmune and various Mm -hmm. symptoms at any time. And so I think part of it is, you know, as a sick child and someone that didn't know how to trust my body at certain points, because it wasn't working in the way that it was supposed to, or, you know, quote unquote, and having like weird markers on blood tests, things like that. So not really for a long time, knowing what it felt like to feel really healthy, but i think also just you know i've had issues with food and body image throughout my life i think so much of that i i can definitely it just wasn't something i'd been thinking about for a while but i think a lot of the things i've been struggling with lately i realized wow i guess that is that disconnection
1: yeah i mean i'm it's it's this is a, such a beautiful response to when something comes to consciousness like it's usually that thing that swirls a little bit in the background of your mind. And it's like, that's your, your missing key, key trying to reach at you and talk to you. That's the longing. That's the, that, that energy exchange that I'm talking about. Because um, they call for you. Each of your keys mm-hmm. call to you. And they want your beautiful presence and attention. And, and yeah, you know, disconnection from the body, from any one of the keys can be quite an experience and is usually one that has been experienced through most of your life. So I'm happy to see that this quiz really supported you. And I hope that the practices that are shared in your results and the crystals and the meditations and everything you found resonated and and you're practicing them. And I really hope that they support you.
0: Yeah. You know, it was funny because one of the the first ones that that was shared was earthing. And it's not Mm -hmm. something I get to do as often where I currently live, just being in an apartment complex, but... When I'm visiting with family and I have a little bit more of that space outside, I love to ground. And I do still spend that time outside in nature, even if I can't necessarily be barefoot where I currently live. But a lot of that presence, I think there's so much of that 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 I've been wanting to do more of. Yoga keeps coming up as something that I know that I love yoga. I know that I feel good when I do yoga, mm-hmm. but making the time and prioritizing it's not always, it's not always on the list. And it's something that has been in the back of my mind of, I think I'd feel more connected again if I were to do that. And so also seeing that as a practice to kind of bring into that. So I'd love for you to share too, just for listeners who maybe that idea of disconnection from the body sounds vaguely familiar to them, something that they can relate to, just some of those tools that that might make sense for someone who's missing that key.
1: Oh, of course. I, I'm happy to share. Um, so i want to get a little bit deep because I feel like that's just, I can't help but do that. That's one thing, but I feel like that it might be more helpful to make a little bit more of a well-rounded understanding of what I mean by a by missing key and disconnection from the body. So really, if this comes up as your result, it's about you ha- needing to jump back into your body, meaning that you're not very present inside of your body and and when we're present inside of our body that means that we need to feel a lot and we need to really witness ourselves and our environment and how our body feels you know down to physical symptoms and how we as our personality as our soul feels inside of our body and what the experience that we're living and so if we were to be present it means that we would have to ingest all of that and sometimes when people have been through a so much and so many people have gone through so much trauma in their lives or experiences that have left really deep pain memories or energetic wounding which is more or less the same thing jumping out of body is a natural thing I just to let listeners know I jumped out of body when I was about three minutes born and I know that through through the work that I've done with myself and other practitioners that I've aligned with. But I also suffered from body image issues and a lot of body shame. And I didn't want to be in my body because the experience that I was having was too much for me. So I really resonate with this with this result. And some of the practices are, are super... Uh, well, each practice that you get with each result is very, very precise. So for example, the yoga and I didn't just put any yoga, I put yin yoga. And the reason for this is because yin yoga is a practice that deeply puts you back into your body because it brings you into the pain and pain makes you present. So when you hold positions, uh, yoga, certain yoga positions that do various different things on your energy field, depending on what kind of practice you're doing, for example, uh, I'll just give one example, when you do anything in the hips, it's a lot of deep pain memory that gets stored up from this lifetime and other lifetimes so that is directly connected to your femininity and your womanhood so when you hold deep hip openers for a long time you have to feel the uncomfortability of what lies there and you might not have actual memory come through but you're going to feel maybe a need to cry maybe a need that you lose your breath a little bit there and all of that is is your body telling you what's living there what has been stored there so Yin yoga is like such a beautiful way to and a very fast-paced yet very slow-paced in its practice to get you back in your body And once you jump back in, you'll be and you start to feel super comfortable again, you're you're gonna be able to connect to yourself in such a whole new way, such a profound new way, even though that process may take as long as it needs to. So yeah, it just moves stagnant energy out of the body. And that's one practice that I share in the results.
0: I think that's so powerful and something that I've definitely struggled with this particular type of yoga. And I think it's for exactly the reason that you're saying why why it is something I need to be doing is I think that discomfort and not so much the discomfort of, oh, this is an exercise, it's a physical exercise that's, difficult and whatever, but like really getting into just really getting into it, getting deep into it. And yeah, I mean, I've seen so many, I think now on TikTok, it's even trending the hip openers that like that make you cry. And, you know, I'm starting to see that there too. But yeah, I think, I think actually when we spoke last year, we talked about crying in yoga class and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's definitely something I've talked to a lot of people where that's happened or emotions have come up, and what a great way to be more conscious of your body and to and to gain that comfort back.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a very supportive practice in this, another way practice is using sound. Um, deep rooted sounds to ground you into the earth it's all about pulling your energy from the upper half of you sort of like in the ethers where we sort of left our body back into the earth and then so the third one would be earthing taking your shoes off and just in the grass water soil just like into the earth's magnetic field because you also are a magnet so this helps you sync up with Your present moment, your present body and and help support you that way too. So lots of little tidbits in each of these results that are really supportive and they sound, I always find that people always give me this feedback, that they sound too simple to do what they're able to do, but I promise you it's like simplicity is, is the best way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The simplest answer is often the right answer.
1: Exactly. We, we, we humans, we just love to complicate things. Like that's just what we do but it's really like come back to yourself in the most simple way and simple practices and just showing up consistently which is key mm-hmm. to your ministry and healing it and solving it is just being consistent with your practice so when i've seen women do that with, that i work with you, oh my gosh you got to see what they do in like two three weeks it's like it's wild it's amazing so yeah imagine like a a year's practice of that oh. where you where I'd be where you'd be it, it'd be amazing
0: yeah just to see that compound effect of like every day a little bit that I think we we think it needs to be this grand gesture that or this like I need to do hours and hours of whatever practice modality and that's the only way that I'm going to see any real shift and that's just not the case for it. I even had like I've been going through some life changes recently and it's been emotional. And and I think processing some trauma from a little while ago that I hadn't really dealt with. And I was getting really upset and thinking like, well, I need to figure out what the answer is. I need to figure out what it is that I need to do. And I had somebody tell me that I should like, Of many things. I mean, there are some other areas that I'd like to be focusing in, but they said that I would feel a lot better if I spent in the morning a few minutes outside. Because I I do take my walks at night, but sit outside in the morning and come up with my gratitude list. And I thought, that's not going to do anything. And I gotta tell you, it's been maybe a, a week or so and I it, it is starting my day on a much better note and I am feeling, and that's not that much time and it's not, it's really not that difficult to do and I wish that I thought of it sooner but imagining like, Hey, maybe I'd be thinking about things even more differently, you know, in six months or what have you with, you know, taking these simple, but very practical, very time tested steps to, to, to move the needle in the direction I want to go. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, we tend to complicate
1: things a lot (laughs) and what you said, make it this big ordeal, but it's really just, all you need is like a 10, like five to 11 minutes a day. Just setting intentions like you know coming back to gratitude every day is one of the most powerful things you can do. And people really underestimate that and I think that the world is changing and and really needs to is coming back to the simplicity of life. And they're going to see that just these small little routine things that you are so intentionally coming back to and have such awareness in that moment in time is presence. It's a meditation. It's it's guides your energy for the whole day and if you do that every day then you're guiding your energy for the whole year and then your whole life and then you you that needle that you're talking about it's going to point in the exact direction that you put your energy and focus on and your intention on and if you come back to gratitude that's one of the most high frequency energy alignments that we can always come back to really feeling grateful and that's the one of the keys to magnetization and coming into alignment. So your whole life comes into alignment when you come back. So it's like 11 minutes of gratitude is not hard. We just don't, don't know the power of it. And it's not like an easy fix. So we're so used to instant gratification, I find. And that's another like little, little thing that, that our society is moving through now too. So just 11 minutes a day of a simple practice can, can make literally
0: the world of a difference. Yeah. Oh, I definitely believe that. And I'd love to know with these with these missing keys, so we have the body. I'm not as familiar with what it means to be missing the key to your heart, your soul, your mind. What does that look like for listeners who may be like, well, I'm connected to my body and I listen to my body and I know what it's telling me, but maybe they are feeling lost in some other area.
1: Yeah, I, I- think I want to talk about the soul right here. I feel like this is a big one um, that sometimes goes a little more unnoticed because it's so quiet and subtle in its appearance in your life. So missing the key to your soul often feels like lack of freedom. So lack of freedom of your inner voice, this longing for yourself that feels so disconnected, like you're missing this, this whole version of yourself and you feel super incomplete. And it really presents as You're not feeling like you're living who you truly are. And if that's the case, then your external life will kind of look like not, won't align with who you know you truly are, or you'll always feel like unfulfilled or stuck or lost and often really frustrated with that. So the key to connecting to your soul is reconnecting to your inner voice and aligning with your true self. So that you can clear out all the energetic muck that's causing all this confusion. Because when you live like that, you really start magnetizing things to yourself that are not really in alignment to your authentic voice and self and your soul. So easy, like I said, super quick things to do practices are journal prompts, like intentional questions to ignite and, uh, and lead impactful action and beautiful aligned results. So some are what do you feel you're most sensitive to? that's like a very profound question in itself just answering that what's disempowering your inner voices is it does it do these disempowering things come in daily do they come in monthly what are they saying to you what's your true voice trying to say so just really intentional questions like that can start to percolate energy that is already there it's just sort of, very subtle and and kind of stuck and kind of blocked by our lack of connection to self and inner voices that tell us otherwise, tell us other things, create a lot of self-doubt. Another practice is, is moving your body always, like any sort of shift in your energy field. So moving up the body is one of them to remove that stagnant energy in those blocks so that your inner voice can come through more and you feel way more empowered. That's really about charging up your your solar plexus, one of your main energy centers and charging up your energy field and clearing out any debris that comes from our daily living. Um, And then more of like the large chunkier stuff that's really old trauma, really old pain memory will start to come through and we're really consistent with it. And then another thing I love to do is something what I call like an internal voice check-in. And that's just pausing throughout the day and asking yourself these questions. How am I speaking to myself in this moment? Am I cheering myself on or am I putting myself down? And what can I do to feel empowered in this moment? And then when we check in, we can remedy anything that we are lacking in that moment. And this is really going to be a, a journey, an inward self journey that is going to take time and consistency. And I usually at this point recommend like a, a, a nice practitioner or a guide that can, that can guide you through
0: that. I think that that's something, you know, I, I, a lot of that resonates with me too, I would say. And I think that that internal voice check-in, I feel like that's something we all need to be doing just to be a little more intentional throughout the day because we let our thoughts get away from us and it can be very easy. Like if I were to think back and ask how am I talking to myself, there are days where it's great, but there are definitely days where I, you know, I think we all say things to ourselves that we wouldn't say to anybody else, or we're escalating a situation to such a level that it's really not worth and we don't need to take it to. And just checking in, I mean, I think that makes us more intentional and makes it more of a habit that we know, okay, like we catch ourselves in the act a little bit more that, okay, this is not how we talk to ourselves. Or this is, you know, maybe I'm taking this a step too far. Sometimes I can even when when I do catch myself in those, sometimes I can even laugh about it a little bit. But yeah, just having that reflection, gosh, really, that's a practice we all should be looking at.
1: Yeah, it's such a, like I said, the simplest thing. Um, but it's all about being intentional and guiding ourselves or leaning on someone to guide us through a lot of darker voices or darker moments or darker energy blocks that we're moving through that we just can't make sense of. But this check-in is, is really impactful when done even once. And often you wouldn't believe the lies that you tell yourself or what these voices are saying to you. And often they're not our own.
0: Yeah. Well, even thinking about those intentional questions too, like what's disempowering an inner voice, I would imagine for a lot of people, it's maybe it's not an actual person in their life now, you Mm -hmm. know, disempowering them, but it's the memory of that, you know, maybe someone disempowered them as a child or in a relationship or even now when they just they hear that that inner critic is that almost that person's voice
1: yeah well they you know this is just this is how this one in particular goes so deep it can be inner voices definitely that you heard from an infant onwards those voices become our own voices the voices around us and what they're saying so and then yes entering into relationships or communities or whatever it is, who we're hanging around with, our environment can also really shape the voices around us. And it's really checking in with them and seeing who's talking in our heads. Yeah. Because
0: I've definitely taken a step back and I think realize that's definitely somebody from the past or that is an ex-boyfriend that we wouldn't want him around. So why would, you know, why would that type of critical voice, you know, you don't want the physical person around so why would you want their voice around and i think it kind of yeah i think it kind of helps us a little bit to to get a little clearer on this is not this is not something that is ingrained in who i am
1: yeah and then that and then that in itself that realization is deeply shifting in your energy field we stop thinking that something's wrong with us and we start looking at okay wait what wait a second that's a that's a a measure of self-love an act of self-love it's like okay it's actually not entirely my fault Mm -hmm. nothing wrong sometimes we're we're even that little simple voice when we're growing up of of a caregiver being like what's wrong with you that even though in a moment that doesn't really mean like what's wrong with you as somebody who's super small and developing and as a sponge we're thinking wait is something wrong with me you know what I
0: mean yeah it's like one little minute example of that Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That disconnection to soul. I mean, that's, again, I don't, I don't know if anyone listening would hear that and immediately think, you know, yeah, I'm feeling a disconnection to my soul. And then when you really break that down, I think at least at one point in our lives or another, I think most of us have experienced that to some degree. Do you say that these, these missing keys like change at different times in our lives or are you kind of, you do kind of experience that one very consistently?
1: I I feel like we each have a bit of each and then they get deeper and deeper and deeper and more specific. Like when I start to work with somebody, we really get to like very specific voices and then where they came from and how to eradicate them and, and cleanse them and, and, and all of that and, and replace them with new ones of choice and then beyond and beyond. So, but I would say that in each moment of life, there's different phases of ones that depending on what we're moving through and going through and... Um, one will be definitely more prominent throughout our whole, based on how we decided to cope with with experiences and and environments and what we we were taught and
0: and everything that makes sense. And now, the um missing the key to your heart, what mm-hmm. what exactly does that mean? So this
1: one here is really about how we can merge our I guess I want to say our earthly self and our like divine higher self in one spot, being super present and actually being able to release and recharge our energy fields. So we're able to freely express our authentic self and focus on a lot of self-care practices to release any blocks that are guarding your heart. A lot of people can find their hearts super guarded and recharge their energy fields to invite in more love and compassion. We can find ourselves really withdrawn. Um, unable to open up um, to receive love to give love based on pain memories experiences voices and Mm -hmm. this can really look like some i find this is like really prominent in relationships like people who who find that their relationships can can be surrounded a little bit of chaos or struggle to connect and this is often because they struggle to connect with their with their own authentic self and feeling the freedom to express it um so practices to to release there's two methods to this you're going to do releasing and then recharging yourself so that it all comes together in alignment so practices to release are journaling it's such an underrated thing um but a good journaling session is like can be so healing and really move a lot of energy through you a lot of not more science is coming out now around doing things with your hands and what sort of different chemicals are, are being activated while you do things with your hand and soon i hope that they'll start to see the energetic connection to this your hands are directly connected to your heart chakra so practicing a release is journaling everything you just have to set the intention to let everything flow through and your hand will not be able to stop writing another practice releases is daily love rituals like setting aside each t- time each day to show yourself love take care of your needs connect with yourself love yourself literally to death if that's making tea resting bathing walking setting extreme boundaries with people if people always want your time eating nutrients dense food meditating whatever it is crying to release any little ritual that makes you feel really good and release and to release anything that's sort of like blocking a lot of people can experience a lot of sad and grief around um feeling missing the key to their heart and so that's where the there's a lot of a lot of release that needs to happen along the same time is recharging. So great recharging things that are so simple is going in the sun and sunbathing or going at night and just moonbathing and intentionally setting, looking at at the sun and the moon and saying, you know, I really want to recharge myself. So sunbathing and moonbathing are both a really safe and nurturing way to recharge yourself. And then another recharge is just taking time to rest and relax. We just need to Stop avoiding what's there and, and really just take the time to give, us self, give ourselves the rest that we'll need once we release all of that from within us.
0: Yeah, I think that rest can sometimes feel scary. I know that in general, I often have a lot on my calendar. And then on top of that, I think I also like to add things onto my calendar is, you know, partly because I I really genuinely love seeing my friends. There are a lot of things I like to do. I, I always say I wish there were more hours in the day. But sometimes it's a numbing mechanism, too. I think we numb out from being so busy. And I had a weekend recently where, like, everything kind of got canceled at the last minute. And I thought about, should I fill it up with something else? And I didn't. Um, did I, get, I did get some things done around the house, but it was a very quiet, like, you know, laundry and just kind of read and walk around. And I cannot tell you how restorative it was for me at a time where things are just at work. They're a lot busier in my outside of work activities. It's a lot busier and having yeah a couple of days of just recharging with that relaxation um, that really made such a difference for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, our nervous system is so a part of our energetic makeup and connection to ourselves. So, Resting when we need it and listening to our bodies is such a beautiful way to balance out our energies. We can, uh, we are such a society of overworking, especially Mm -hmm. in North America, right? Like just overgoing, overproductivity, go, go 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 go, this rat race that we're always on, and and we and it's like part of our culture. So it's really removing ourselves from that which is just mass, mass just distraction. And which is why a lot of people feel like they're not really living their authentic self or connecting to that part of themselves or being able to freely express it because most of us don't want to be on this rat race. I'm pretty confident in that and we do need a lot of periods of recharging. So it, yeah, they make such a big difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think really having that understanding that this is going to get me to a place where I can be my best self and all of the things that I think I need to do, I can actually do better and show up better for everyone if I am taking that relaxation time and just being more intentional and not just adding things onto my plate to add them, but rather is this actually bringing me some kind of fulfillment? And I, I don't know, I think we can make decisions better even about what we bring into our lives, what we add if we're yeah, not so overworked that we're just making the decisions from a place of burnout.
1: Yeah. And like that, that overwork, that overproductivity of love, feeling valued through being super productive or super busy like you know it, it's shifting your values and, and how you value yourself you're the only one who can give yourself value and feel valuable you can't external validation of that is often where I find that this intertwines with this like mass distraction and disconnect from ourselves so yeah I, I, I find that just slowing down the pace and what's in like it's okay to be to, to have things in our in our schedule it's just more intentional about what those things are mm-hmm. and what you're trying to achieve at any given time. That's what I find.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that journaling and a, lo- a lot of these activities too, I mean, I think they do allow that intention to come in and really let us get clear on that. Yeah. And they're so simple to do so,
1: and and I find that I'm personally more productive when I'm more rested and I'm more intentional with my schedule and it all eventually gets done, but it took me a long time and my nervous system a long time to sort of slow down and, and surrender to the process and, and, And this kind of goes back to the missing key to your mind because we're like in the constant rush. We're always thinking about where our life, what's lacking and where it should be and how it should look like. And we need to do all these things to get there. And and it's like what our relationships need to be like. And and we go, 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 and and we try to make it all happen, but it really comes and starts to shift internally more than anything.
0: So that's why these little practices are quite powerful little things. Absolutely. And talk to me a little more about that key to the mind.
1: Yeah. So this is really about awareness. Your mind is like one of the greatest tools you have in cultivating a really powerful transformational journey, a life that you wish to desire. It, it's it's like one huge connection we need to have. And awareness and mindful action are the keys to accessing enlightenment so when you're disconnected from your mind you're usually stuck in a loop of what we were just talking about what life should be or what it needs to be and you're really living outside of your yourself focusing on other people's needs or comparing your circumstances to those around you and you're most of us are not even aware that we're doing it so the gift of self-awareness is what you need to give yourself if one of the major missing keys is is the missing key to your mind, and you can cultivate it through tuning into your surroundings, through your body and your heart. So we're going to turn to other tools, um, like your body and your heart, to start making sure our mind is super aware of what's going in. So one of the practices is to cultivate awareness and mindful action. Is something what I call intuitive check-ins. So pausing throughout the day and doing a self check-in, asking yourself these five questions: Am I calm? Am I hungry? Am I thirsty? Am I tired? Am I present? And based on your answers, give yourself what you need to feel supported throughout the day and where you're at so that you're always aware of what your body's telling you, what your mind's telling you, what your nervous system is telling you. And then another one is no secret. It's meditation that helps calm the mind and reconnect. And there's different forms of meditation there's walking, breath work, gardening dancing, singing, pottery, anything that is just brings you out of your space and time and just into a state of pure joy. Another one is work anything working with your hands, like I said, journaling it activates the heart chakra. So that will create Um, self-awareness of your authentic voice and self and really connecting to that part of yourself. And then there's intuitive checkouts, which is pausing throughout the day to do a self-checkout. Take a moment to see if the environment you're in is having an effect on you, observe it, process it, and then take healthy action to support yourself based on the feedback that you receive from just tuning into your environment you know what do you receive? do you feel good do you feel safe do I feel happy and nourished do I feel welcome and empowered if not what am I feeling and how is this environment affecting my energy and myself and I find that those are just some really powerful tools to develop access to your mind your greatest gift
0: yeah well and I love that you know as you're going through these I feel like they all play on one another where if i like the the intuitive check-ins for example asking about you know am i calm hungry thirsty tired or present I feel like that would also help somebody who's disconnected from their body or if you're having you know think you might be getting a little bit disconnected it helps you kind of reconnect in so many different ways and so I feel like all of these practices can really like even if you're, having most of your challenges in one particular key, you might be experiencing it in other areas and you may be able to help multiple areas of your life this way.
1: Yeah, and that just comes from the holistic perspective of everything is connected. So when you're working on one key, you're working on everything. It just is what's presenting itself the strong, the strongest right now. And your soul will, will and your consciousness will push forward to your, your subconscious will push forward to your consciousness through your soul's activation, what you need and are ready to move through. And then you can move through it for one of the practices or it might be, you know, missing the key to your mind or your soul, or your heart or whatever it is. Um, once you set that intention to heal, it's really like a ripple effect that, that just sort of your subconscious mind and your soul and your heart and and your mind just says, okay, let's do it. And slowly, but surely with these consistent practices, when we pay attention and we set and we're intentional every day about that, you wouldn't believe what comes forth and,
0: and how much someone can transform their life in just a year. Yeah. I think all of these are so powerful, and I think they bring us self awareness. No matter which one of those areas, again, like with that holistic perspective, and mm-hmm. I think you know the healing journey. It's so nonlinear, and there's so much that comes. Like so many times where something comes up in my life, and I think, wow, I'm not quite as healed from whatever it is than than maybe I thought, or you know, the, they say time heals, but it's only to an extent and there's still sometimes other things that that need to happen to get there and so i think yeah just bringing this intention in across all areas is is so valuable in general i'd say with with our healing journeys for i think so many of us now so many of us in general are on a healing journey i think in this day and age as you mentioned with like the soul with some of that you know the spirituality being, I hate to say trendy, but it is, I think in some ways, um, I think we're, we're starting to talk about it more, but when it comes to that healing journey, what do you think is something that we're all kind of missing the boat or many of us are missing the boat on that, you know, something simple that, or maybe not simple, but what we should be focusing on to, to try to just push forward a little bit.
1: I would say what the golden missing key to me and just in healing in general and how our society approaches it is energy and, and, and taking that into great consideration, your which is connected to your soul and your subconscious and this greater picture that is you. And we can't dismiss that great picture that is you. And I mean, the, the version of you that in your subconscious mind and your soul that has lived through every lifetime and has collected memories from there that still play out in this one and implement and and affect us in this one and magnetize certain things in this one for example like we talk about magnetization and, and and how we can magnetize Things in our life based on how we feel and our frequency and how we think. But it also will magnetize things that are deep within our energetic grids and our fields that we are not even aware of, but somehow we feel. And it does, it'll keep playing out in your life. So to me, the golden missing key is really working with the soul and energy in the healing journey. And one of the greatest tools you can gift yourself with is awareness of that and working with that and connecting with that. So That's where, why I I work how I do with the women that I do, not the women that I do, but how I work with the women that I work with Mm -hmm. is really focused on that.
0: There's such a power in that. And I know, you know, you're an empath. I I feel that I am as well. And there is so much where I can be in a room and like something can be so triggering to me. And sometimes I don't really understand why. But I know that that's there. And I think that that's such a huge thing because that can really impact the relationships that we have, the choices that we make, the way that we just show up in like very commonplace, like at the grocery store, <laughs> it could show up like in, in so many different ways and really understanding that energy first and foremost. And then, yeah, that self-discovery piece with, you know, that that energy work, I think there really is so much to that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say this, your triggers in the grocery store or wherever it's happening
1: those are your clues and most people just mindlessly go on with their day like oh that was an experience I had or called or someone to like talk about it and then just like move on but those are really where you need to pause and you need to say okay ask yourself those intuitive check-ins check-outs what's going on with me you know ask for more guidance around it you know I want more answers to this like why did that happen be more aware. That is yourself, your energy field, your soul trying to talk to you. And yeah, they're really clues.
0: So that's where that awareness piece is really going to be your greatest tool. Absolutely. Well, I think all of these keys, again, bring us so much back into ourselves, really allow us to just get connected again, which I think a lot of our biggest challenges that we have really stem from that disconnection, no matter really where we're struggling.
1: Yeah, entirely. So yeah, I
0: really just feel like it's sort
1: of the basis of that. I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit more about then how this plays into the groups that you're launching and into the program that that you have.
1: Yeah. So this is my focus in in the work that I do and I have, my programs are based on, um, the group program is going to be based on eight key steps that uncover all of this. So I don't leave anything unturned, not a particle or a speck in your energy field. And my gifts really lie in being able to get really refined into somebody's energy field to see where the blocks are and what's holding them back and what all their keys are. And then the keys get super specific to certain memories and certain moments. And then we release all of them and and we work together to hold sacred space for one another to feel vulnerable and safe enough to allow this energy to pass through kind of like one big energy portal. Um, And although it's unseen, that is what's happening. And that's sort of the space, this energetic portal that I'm going to be holding for the women that come and join me and, through release after we have our big release ceremony and ritual I work a lot with the moon and the planets and people's energies and what's going on and what we're flowing through and once we release we really start to start to build new voices and and new awareness and what we really want to magnetize to our life and really step into our authentic self and our voices and free ourselves from all the crap that's hold us holds us back and all the pain memory and from that space what women really start to magnetize is quite incredible. I have seen some pretty miraculous things in my time um, and in my experience. And I'm just so excited to have it live through a group session because I feel like it's going to be super profound and super transformative. Um, and I'm so excited to just be the guide that brings women all together because I also have profound experiences and it just, it, it brings me so much life. I, I really can't do anything else. Um, <laughs> so passionate about this and it's just who I am and what I'm made to do. And at the end we have a rebirth ceremony all together and it's, and we are on our way again.
0: I love that. Well, it really is such a gift. I think for um, you know, to be bringing these groups together to create this safe container for these women to really go through every step of that healing journey and to pull that out of them as well. And I, I love that you work with the planets. I know that we're going through quite a few retrogrades this year. And I think, I feel like Mercury retrograde is is this fall. too. I mean, it's going to be like late August, if I'm not mistaken. So that in itself, there's a lot going on. There's a ton going on shifting right now. So it's just really exciting because we're all
1: right now we're in such a potent time of, of self discovery and healing, because that's what the world is also going through and great change. So your lives, everybody, <laughs> they're going to change greatly in the next six months, um, but in the next 10 years. So it, we're all being called and ushered at this time to look inwards and, and have these profound healing experiences and evolve and transform and, and reach our highest potential. And yeah, I think more people are going to be looking for Experiences like that and simpler ways of life and
0: communities that support that, no matter what they look like. Absolutely. Well, I think even coming out of a pandemic where community was something we all were craving and I think that that need has not gone away. I think that we're still not totally sure how to get reconnected with the rest of the world in, in a lot of ways. And I think creating groups like this and really having those sometimes tough, but really meaningful conversations, that's going to really bring something that there is a, profound need for and I'm very very excited to see what's next with your group and what happens on the on these journeys for everybody
1: yeah I'm so excited to share and hopefully we can reconnect in a year's time and see where things are shifting and where you've shifted to and yeah I'm so I can't tell you how excited I am to to do this
0: yeah That's, that's awesome. Well, I do have some rapid fire questions that have changed also since the last time you were on the show. And yeah, I'd love to ask you those questions as well. I think it's always fun to see where everybody is at. But one of them, you know, we've been talking about a lot of these, but for you, whatever is resonating in your life, what is your favorite self care practice right now?
1: Oh, my gosh, uh, sleeping.
0: (laughs) Yes. It's my favorite self-care practice and just
1: being really intentional with my relationships. That's my focus, the environments I'm in, my relationships and a lot of sleep. I guess that's three different ones, but um, they all, they're they all connected and they're really supporting me right now. That's amazing.
0: And they're all very
1: restorative. Yeah, they are. I mean, I, I'm so deeply affected. We all are by what's around us. So I just need that recharge, that connection and that mindful, intentional
0: creation. I love that. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you do a one word theme every year. I, I'm becoming a big one word theme person. Um, but if you had a one word theme, either for this year, or just this time in life, what would that one word be?
1: You know, I, I actually do have one very confidently this year. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so present. It's so loud this year for me. And that's embodiment. Ooh. Yeah, just this embodiment of everything that I've been working on, working towards within myself around me, just more embodiment of really intentional things like love and presence and healing and and just embodiment
0: of self. I love that. That is such a great word. It just really is so empowering. Yeah. I'm just ready for that, I think. Yeah. Oh, I love that and I, and you're doing it I mean bringing again bringing these groups together bringing this type of healing to a group that this is going to have that ripple effect and it already has and to get to do that and continue to do that on this new with the new groups that you're going to be having I mean there there is such a beauty in that and you are giving life to that as well
1: well thanks for saying that yeah it feels all natural and like an embodiment that's really my <laughs> Like that's all I say. Love, <laughs> Love that. Yeah.
0: And then what are you most looking forward to right now?
1: The groups. I think I really and I work and and on a per that's a business note, is my groups and meeting the women and creating sacred, beautiful space. But also we're going on a family trip to Italy in September and I'm really
0: looking forward to that mm. too. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so fun. And yeah, you're going to have an amazing time. And yeah, bringing those groups together, that is so exciting. And again, really seeing that take shape, you know, in the coming months, I mean, and yeah, when we catch up on this, it'll be really cool to hear how that's evolved as well. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm looking forward to it. and I hope we get to catch up, Valerie. I love Absolutely. speaking with you and, and I'm seeing also where you're at on your journey, because even both of us, so much has changed.
0: So this has been really nice. Absolutely. I've loved getting to catch up with you. And for, for our listeners who either, again, are tuning in for the first time or, you know, for the first time in a while, how can they connect with you if they want to learn more, if they want to join the program? Where can they find you? So I
1: think my home is, is on Instagram. That's like my main sharing point and, and that's connected to my Facebook page. Um, my Instagram is Natalie Karen. So my, my, my first and last name and Facebook is still my old, old business name, which is holistic world. I like can't change it on Facebook for some reason, but oh. you can find me on Facebook through holistic world. And, um, my website is a great way to like take the quiz and do all the things, but you can also find that through my Instagram
0: page. Perfect. I'm going to link everything in the show notes and it's just been so great getting to chat with you, hearing where you are one year later and on your journey and the amazing work that you're bringing into the world and everything that you're doing. So I want to thank you so much for an incredible conversation and for coming on the show and sharing with our listeners. Oh, thank you, Valerie. It's it's such an honor and it's been such a great conversation and I, I feel
1: truly blessed to be here tonight. So thank you.
0: I always love my conversations with Natalie, and I feel like they happen when I need them the most. I've been navigating a particularly stressful time lately and have been struggling more than usual with feeling grounded in my body. So her tools for getting more present and reconnecting to yourself are so appreciated and they're so accessible. They don't require you to reinvent the wheel, but they really are such a gift. Going through those four missing keys that she talked about... I think that we can all recognize ourselves in at least one of them, if not more at different times in our lives. And I love her practices for helping us heal and move forward. I've linked Natalie's information in the show notes along with her quiz to help you identify your own missing key. Be sure to check it out. And if this conversation resonated with you, I encourage you to check out her coaching program as well. And again, if you enjoyed this conversation and you're newer to the show, go back and find episode 93 for our very first conversation. Thank you as always for tuning in and sharing this part of your day with me. I'm truly grateful for every single one of you. If you have a topic you'd like us to explore in the future or any feedback for this show, you can feel free to drop me a line at Valerie, V-A-L-E-R-I-E at wellnessandwaterless.net or shoot me a DM on Instagram at wellness and blog. One of the best ways to lend your support to the show is to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews mean the world to me, and they help others discover the show as well. Once again, thank you for your time and your energy and for being a part of this fantastic community. Can't wait to chat with you next time.